Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So the question's come up today, and this is not the first time it's come up. In fact, there were those who have been raising this issue for years, long before the events of a week ago, long before the humble Broncos bus was involved in a horrific collision. Should there be seatbelts on buses, on coach buses, whether you're riding uh, with, with your hockey team or your organization, whether you're on a Greyhound or a Red Arrow, should you have to wear a seatbelt? Should there be a seatbelt? I mean, right now, for the most part, it's not even a choice because they're not there. And it's an interesting dichotomy because certainly as a society, we've been conditioned to wear seatbelts in vehicles. You wouldn't go driving from Calgary to Edmonton not wearing a seatbelt, but we wouldn't think twice about sitting down in a red arrow, not buckled up. Look, we don't know, and I'm not going to pretend to state with any certainty what could have been different last week. Had these players on this bus been wearing a seatbelt? Or if the bus had been equipped with seatbelts, whether the players would have been wearing them? I think if buses start to have seatbelts, it's going to be a long time before we're conditioned to, to wear them regularly. But there are calls to address this and that perhaps this tragedy can be the beginning of a change on this point. Uh, you've got a company in Atlantic Canada, the largest bus company in Atlantic Canada, Mike Cassidy, uh, owner of that company, says industry, government, manufacturers need to come together and change this. The problem we have in our industry is that it is not regulated. It is not mandatory. So should it be? Well, the Canada Safety Council has been advocating this for some time. Lewis Smith is manager of national projects for the Canada Safety Council. Lewis, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. My pleasure, Rob. Thanks very much for having me. What are the current rules uh, regarding coach buses uh, and, and seatbelts, whether buses have to have them and under what circumstances people would have to wear them? In Canada, they're non-existent. Is that right? uh, typically, typically seatbelts are regulated on a provincial level. Uh, the, the manufacturing would be done on a federal level. And uh, the, the most recent information we have is that as of 2017, uh, Transport Canada has been looking into the possibility of uh, legislation requiring the installation, not the wear, just the installation of seatbelts on coach buses. Why is it something that hasn't been regulated? You know, that's an excellent question. That's one we've been asking ourselves for a long time. Um, there's, there seems to be a general disconnect when we're talking about seatbelts on buses uh, because oftentimes that sort of diverges into two paths. Uh, we can talk about seatbelts on coach buses, which in this case is the discussion. Uh, but too often the mentality is, well, I get on a school bus and I don't have to strap in a seatbelt, so I shouldn't have to do the same on a coach bus. The reality of the situation is that the school buses have different engineering and they're made specifically in a way to make seatbelts more or less unnecessary, whereas coach buses just don't have those same features. Well, explain that. What's different or safer about a school bus then? 
Yeah, well, the, the main feature that school buses have that they can flaunt as uh, making seatbelts unnecessary is a method known as compartmentalization. And so the way that is done is by addressing the seats specifically, by squeezing them tighter together, by making sure that they're covered in shock-absorbent fabric, and by uh, making the seat backs higher. And the purpose of that is simply that in the event of a crash, uh, if it's a head-on crash, the child has nowhere to go. If it's a rear crash, the child has nowhere to go. The seat protects them and keeps them from bouncing around. And uh, the shock-absorbent material on, on the seat, of course, is to ensure that if a child you know, whips forward, lashes forward, uh, the, the seat back absorbs most of the impact. So there's not any significant long-term damage done to the child. Right. And something more serious, though, like, I mean, a rollover, something along those lines, I mean, then, then that's perhaps a different story. That is a different story, and that's where we do see the very, very, very infrequent cases of uh, school bus fatalities. Uh, but this is, a, as I say, extremely rare. We're talking about, I believe, uh, four fatalities from passengers on school buses since 2008 in Canada. So when it comes to school buses, I mean, I, I, the concern's been raised, in fact, and I believe by the Canada Safety Council that mandating seatbelts for school buses could actually create additional problems. That's right. Uh, yeah, those, those problems come in, in two flavors, for lack of a better term. Uh, oftentimes, the seat belts that are discussed are lap-only belts, and those cause problems because oftentimes they're not worn correctly. Uh, they're, they're worn not at the hip level, but rather slightly above or slightly below. And the danger in those comes that in the event of a collision, uh, if a child slides underneath the belt, it could cut into some, um, some organs, some internal organs, and cause severe damage. And the second type of danger comes with the three-point belts or the standard uh, shoulder and lap belts that we all know and love from driving. And the issue with those comes from the fact that in the event of a crash, the child would be restrained close to the seat. But if they do lurch forward, uh, the, the point of contact with the shock-absorbent material is only their head as opposed to their entire body. So the even distribution of the shock doesn't happen, and it lands entirely on the head and neck, which, of course, is quite suboptimal. Yeah, interesting. All right, so as it pertains to coach bus, buses then, uh, on, on the question of design and, and designing the buses to be safer, I mean, is that a realistic way? Obviously, we've got thousands and thousands of buses uh, in, in current use. It probably wouldn't be practical to, to redesign or re-engineer all these buses. That's right, yeah. And even as far as retrofitting uh, buses in the, from the past with seat belts, that would be quite an endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, these days, what we see is that buses engineered from 2015 onwards do have seatbelts on board, uh, although it, it does tend to be more voluntary. There's no, uh, there's no legislation requiring it. Uh, but that said, seatbelts on coach buses have a much different effect than on school buses. Um, oftentimes, coach buses have the large panoramic windows uh, that are designed, obviously, to keep passengers from staring at their own hands during an 8- to 10-hour bus ride. Uh, but in the event of a collision, it's far more realistic to, to envision someone being thrown out one of those windows than out of a school bus window, which is deliberately kept small with a metal bar across it. So given the, the design of, of coach buses, that, that adding seat belts would, in fact, have a safety benefit in your view? That's right. Uh, as you correctly pointed out with school buses, the big danger comes from rollovers. Um, in school buses, that's not especially common because of the, the center of gravity and because of the way they're designed. With coach buses, not only is that more likely, uh, but the aftermath of the rollover can often cause people to be thrown clear. And that's really where a restraint comes in handy because it keeps them strapped to the seat. It prevents them from being thrown and it prevents potential damage after the fact. 
There's the question of enforcement. I think enforcing seatbelt laws in general is, is somewhat challenging. But, I mean, police officers do know how to spot uh, whether someone isn't wearing a seatbelt. It, it seems almost impossible to enforce uh, on a bus where you've got a driver and, you know, a couple dozen or more passengers. Yeah, that's right. It, it's, of course, extremely difficult when we're talking about raw numbers like these. And that's why legislation is only part of the solution uh, when we're talking about any kind of safety measure, but especially seatbelt wear and anything voluntary, uh, hard to enforce. Uh, the emphasis also needs to be on public awareness and on education. Uh, we can't just tell people do this because it's what the law says. We need to have people thinking about it in the, in the terms of do this because it'll save your life. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's it's not like when we're on an airplane, we're worried about getting a seatbelt ticket. We put our seatbelts on because we're we're conditioned to do so. Exactly. And to, to play devil's advocate, if, if a plane crashes, you know, it, it's not likely a seatbelt is going to make a big difference. I right. think most of us are reasonable enough to, to admit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, uh, coach buses are often seen by people who are riding them as more of a social uh, instance than a transportation instance. You know, people are wandering from seat to seat. They're talking to their friends. They're playing cards. And uh, a lot of that doesn't really require a seatbelt, which has led to sort of the, the propagation of the thought process that if you're strapping in, it's because you're expecting something to happen. And in our opinion, the thought process should be quite the inverse. It should be that you should always be expecting something to happen, because if it does happen, you're much better off being too safe than not safe enough. Yeah, but yeah, I think you're right, because we, we don't think twice about it when we're in our own vehicles and we're a passenger in a vehicle. You're getting on the highway. I mean, you'd, you'd seem like a, a maniac to not wear wear a seatbelt if you're, you're driving on the highway or riding as a passenger on a highway. But we've come to think of coach buses almost more like, like trains, right, where you say you get up and you walk around and, you know, you visit and you socialize. Yet we're, we're, on, we're on those exact same roads. That's exactly right. And that's another difference between school buses and coach buses that often uh, either gets forgotten or ignored is that school buses tend to stick to developed areas, you know, city roads. They, they tend to drive at reasonably slow speeds comparatively. Coach buses spend a lot of time on highways, and that exposes them to a lot of speed, both from the, the coach bus itself and from the vehicles surrounding. And as we all know from driving, uh, if even a minor change occurs, if we need to make a slight deviation or a slight adjustment, uh, speed amplifies that, and it uh, magnifies the impact that it can have. So it's really important to uh, be aware of the fact that, yeah, you're, you're, you're not in a living room. You're not sitting at a table playing cards with your buddies and chatting. This is a vehicle transporting you at high speeds. Now, I mean, this, this crash uh, in Saskatchewan last week, I mean, it was just so catastrophic. It's, it's hard to say with any certainty whether seatbelts might have made a difference. I mean, there were some passengers who were thrown from the bus, and, and perhaps it, it could have made a difference there. But uh, e- even if we can't say with certainty at this point that it would have made a difference, is it a logical starting point now, the aftermath of such a, a big tragedy, to, to start to have this conversation? Uh, you know, Rob, I would say no. I would say that the logical point to have this conversation would have been years ago. And it's quite unfortunate that that took a tragedy of this magnitude to get the conversation back out into the public eye. Uh, but the, the sad reality is that safety is often viewed as a as a, a reactive measure rather than what it should be, which is a preventative measure. Right. Well, that, that's that's often how it goes, right? I mean, it, it takes something horrific for, for people to start to think about these things. That's right. And it, it's sad. It's, it's very unfortunate. Uh, but our hope is that in light of this tragedy, 
a silver lining can come in the form of uh, accelerated seatbelt legislation on coach buses, which can hopefully prevent an incident like this from happening in the future on quite the same scale. All right, more at CanadaSafetyCouncil.org. Louis, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. My pleasure, Rob. Thanks very much. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.